Hi everyone, Terry Welbrock here. Just wanted to take a moment before today's episode to share the exciting news that I decided to do a Healers of Hilton Head series. And so that will be coming up. I just conducted the first interview yesterday with two amazing healers here on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. And Yes, it's going to be focused on all of the healers here in this area and on this island, or a huge number of them. I've had so many people sign up to be on board, but it's it's going to apply globally to anyone, no matter where you are listening, because what I want to do, my, my goal with this, is to shine a light onto the idea that Within any small community, there are so many healers, so many people willing to help you along your journey. And that's why I just want to help people understand all that's available and or at least the options to look for. And a lot of this can be done virtually now. A lot of these uh, healing modalities. So again, yes, it's going to be Healers of Hilton Head series, but it will apply globally. So be sure to stay tuned. I will obviously be talking about this upcoming series and uh, may even just have a specific landing page that you can go visit just to watch this series. Then you're not having to sort through. So again, keep an ear out, an eye out if you're a YouTube watcher of this show. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned. I'm so excited. All right. Now today for today's beautiful, beautiful episode. Thanks. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and very, very excited today to welcome Abigail Moss. And she is shaman, hypnotherapist, mentor, and more. And uh, so, yeah, so welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Terry. I'm happy to be here. Oh, yes. We're, we're, going to dive into some wonderful topics on the work that you're doing in the world. So could you give us a quick little intro on what it is you're you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I help people with trauma healing, with feeling at home in their body, uh, with remembering their own inner medicine and letting that medicine be what guides their healing, finding their wisdom and letting that be their guide. And it's really beautiful to see people both heal and connect with a part of themselves that has this medicine, this wisdom and magic. So that's what I get to do. Beautiful. And I love it when I was reading um, some of the communications we had had back and forth with each other and popping on your website, I'd never heard of it worded that way. And it so resonated with my soul of um, mm-hmm. yeah, our own medicine and, and that we each have our own unique gift mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. give to the world and ourselves. Yeah, yeah, there's this concept of original medicine, this idea that we come into the world with a medicine that nobody else has. And simply by embracing who you are authentically and sharing that with the world, you're sharing your medicine with the world. And if you don't share it, we just don't get to see it. So it's it's a really beautiful thing to find this this part of yourself and let that be free. Beautiful. I know I've been on my own physical healing journey for the past um, just over a year. I had exposure to mold and my body didn't process it because of my tri- my trauma history. <laughs> and so 
uh, yeah, I had some mycotoxin poisoning and, and I had heard different things and people talking about, you have to learn to listen to your body, learn to listen to your body, just be still and listen. And shoe, I've been trying that and doing meditations and so forth and just asking, all right, what, what is it that, what do you, what do you need? And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. When I said last week, I was sitting outside and I was like, taking some deep breaths and just kind of being still and saying, what do you need? And I, my body kept saying calcium, calcium, calcium. That's like specific. Could... That's so nice. <laughs> and I was like, specific. okay, but I can't like do like dairy stuff. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So my parents always ate cottage cheese. And I thought it was the most disgusting thing in the whole universe. I was like, <laughs> like cheese curds, like, oh, <laughs> So I ran up to Whole Foods and I said, all right, I'm just going to buy some like organic and just try it. It is my new favorite thing in the whole universe. And my body wow. is like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> good that you listen and good. Your body so clearly spoke. That's so helpful and grounded. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I kept asking and kept asking and kept asking, but yeah. I was like, all right, just, just silence the mind and just sit here and listen. So <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good for you. And um, my blessings to you on your physical healing journey. I've been on one for the last couple of years too. And it's, it's definitely a very, uh, it's a powerful process. I find with the body, it's one of those things like you can't ignore if it tells you you need to listen and makes it so you can't do stuff, you have to listen. So oh, for sure. I can relate. <laughs> yes. Well, blessings to you as well as you continue Thanks. to heal and travel your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've been doing, um, I've been working through candida overgrowth and I think probably also because of trauma, it just took, it's been taking longer to heal, but in the process, learning so many lessons of things I had to let go of, of different um, thought processes, beliefs, and then emotion. I just found so much emotion in my body and just releasing that again and again. I just finished, um, a breathwork facilitator training that over this past five days and oh my God, <laughs> so intense, so many tears. And, uh, it just, it's amazing how much our bodies can hold on to. And I just have even deeper respect and love for, my body and for everyone's body, there's just so much intelligence inside of it. And it goes through everything we go through and it remembers it. Yes. I've been, I've been practicing Ho'oponopono Hawaiian healing prayer mm -hmm. on my body nice. and just telling it. Um, and right now it's getting a little tingly as I talk about it because it mm -hmm. knows. it's like, it knows <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I'm just mm -hmm. like, I am so sorry. I didn't give you the love and care that you needed for so long. Um, but it works. And I, I love it that you're doing the the breath work as well. Um, and, you know, and again, as we talk, it's like, if we, if we um, don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk as healers. Yeah. It resonates uh, with people because then they're so like, important. okay, they get it. Absolutely. Something I said in my training and I agree with, you can only bring people as deep as you're willing to go and as, as you've been. And even if I'm helping someone who doesn't have the specific issue that I've been through, being able to meet them at that place of depth and presence. And for me anyway, it's about being in my body and breathing and connecting with someone and working through the layers of anxiety that come from being seen and being witness. And uh, it's just, it's a, such a profound thing. And I think as a healer too, for my own mental health, I do the work because I don't want to deal with that imposter syndrome. <laughs> yes. I'm not like, you need to walk the walk. We're going to talk the talk. 
<laughs> so very true. I recently started back to EMDR therapy because I said, going through all this, I have to be able to take the mental, my mental health into consideration and do that self-care part of it as well. And But it's what I talk about on the show. It's what I talk about and everything that I do is being willing to do that work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I love what you said earlier too, where, you know, you love your body and sorry for not being here earlier, I've been through that a lot too. It's like, I'm, you know, I've gone through stages of being angry at my body, being frustrated. Like, why isn't it just easier? Like it is for so many other people, but that's not my path. Um, but coming to that place of self-love too, I feel like doing that inner work, it's such a practice of self-love and it's such a beautiful thing to give yourself. It's something that you're holding space for and helping others to find inside of them. We're worthy of that too. Everybody is. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's so very true. And, you know, that trauma stuff just rears its head sometimes, even though we work so hard to, to heal it. Um, and So and many these, layers. Oh, my gosh, the self-critical, like I have this horrific rash all over me and just being very critical of myself. Mm-hmm. But then I was, again, I did the work that I talk about all the time and just was like, mm-hmm. just just go out there, buy yourself a new swimsuit, treat yourself to something awesome, mm-hmm. bought myself a cute suit and went on out <laughs> onto the beach and had a blast and tossed football and just was like, I am what Thank I am. You. And yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> especially like, especially for women, you know, to, to be able to embrace our bodies without shame and love them. What an amazing thing. And what so many layers of conditioning to break free of, to get to that place for so many of us. So that's beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much. So let's steer towards, towards your work and um, the healing that you offer. So, so do you do courses with people? Do you do one-on-one? How do you work? With yeah, them? I do both. Uh, what I do mostly is I do group work primarily with women uh, where we meet once a week for six months. And it's all about stepping into their body, healing their nervous system, releasing past traumas, learning how to navigate their mind and make their mind an ally. And, um, and with that, getting really into the intuitive gifts and learning how to listen to their intuition, how to sense um, the more subtle world. It all kind of ties in when they can sense what's going on in an energetic level. It makes it um, a lot more viable to be able to work with these things, work with trauma as energy and really release it uh, from a really deep and profound place. So we do that. And um, I also do one-on-one work with those students. I find for me, the the most powerful way that I can serve is through a sacred container and community where they learn these tools to empower themselves. And then they also have one-on-one support where we can really go deeper and personalize what they need at that time. So yeah, I get to watch people go from a lot of them come like, I don't know why I'm here. I just feel called. I feel like there's something bigger. I guess maybe I'm supposed to do this and others just want to heal and others really want to access their intuitive gifts. But we go on the six month journey and I don't know where it's going to take us. I'm just here to facilitate and hold space. But I get to see these, these people go from just being in pain to really stepping into their power. And a lot of them go on to become healers to share their medicine and it's just, it's this beautiful path to see. And I've, um, I feel like so many of us who have been a lot of, through a lot of pain and trauma, that is a big part of our journey is, is learning how to heal that inside of ourselves, but also share what we learn with others and hold space for other people's healings too. So becoming healers in themselves. So 
yeah, it's really, it's just, it, it blows me away because I never know what any one class, I never, I know what I'm teaching, but I don't know how it's going to land or what's going to come from that. And it's so much fun because it's like, it's bigger than me and I just get to be a part of it. <laughs> yes. You know what popped into my head as you said that, and it's just a visual of taking like a handful of seeds of wildflowers and just tossing them out. I love that. Seeing what (laughs) blossoms, like, ooh, I wonder what's going to come up because that's what I saw when I got goosebumps as you talked because Mm -hmm. it's so true of just like, yes, you know, it's going to be something beautiful, but what what is it that's going to blossom out of the work you're doing? That's the magic in it. And there's this sort of sacred space that that gets to be held there and it's watching other people step into their own magic and they help each other too. They have exercises they do between classes where they guide each other through these journeys. And it's beautiful to see people realize that they have a medicine to just have a safe place where they can begin opening up and exploring that. And that I think there's a confidence that comes from that too. It's this realization that I just helped this other person through a transformative journey I have a lot more strength than maybe I realized. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The power of connection and the, I call it, uh, yeah. Like soul connections when we start to share yes. truths, when we start to put our, mm. our, like allow our vulnerability, these, these beautiful soul connections happen. Oh, it's amazing. And the breath work training I just did, we did something called dyads where we would have a partner and we would just, uh, say something you would say a prompt like tell me something you want me to know about yourself and then you would speak and then I would say thank you and then you would you would ask me that we just go back and forth and it's amazing the level of intimacy that happens through a process like that through just being fully authentic and just the layers of uh, releasing and feeling and just coming into the sense of connection and you say soul connection I think of that because I've just been so immersed in that but um, I think it's something we all crave, the sense of a place where we can be authentic, where we can be ourselves and be seen and also witness another. And it, it's, at first it feels scary because it's so unfamiliar and all of our stuff comes up like, oh, well, what if they're going to judge this or that, or maybe it's going to be too much for me. But when we have a sacred space where all of you is welcome and it's not too much and it's okay to be whoever, whatever you need to be in that moment, it's such a transformative thing. I I just, I love community and I love a sacred container for that because it's that in and of itself can be so transformative. Yes. And I know. Yeah. I just want to say one thing and then I want you to clarify some container for us. But when I, again, apologize for being late to our appointment this morning because I was lost in my my writing, but um, I love that you're lost in your writing. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, well, I was talking about my son and, um, him, I was sharing something about uh, him putting something out. He's taking a philosophy course. And so anyway, and people were commenting about um, his willingness to express his, to be vulnerable and to put his vulnerability out there. And so I was writing about his, that response to him being vulnerable. And my therapist had said, we need to work on, you know, like, ridding yourself of vulnerability and I said hold up (laughs) I've worked hard to like allow myself to express my vulnerability and that's how I connect with others in the work that I do Um, I said I think having healthy boundaries around our vulnerability and so is that what you're talking about with your sacred container yeah I think 
I'm 100% on board with vulnerability. just want to say, first off, I think vulnerability is another word for authenticity in this context. I think it's really about being authentic. And I know Brene Brown talks a lot about that. And she um, she often has these event organizers say, yeah, could you do it but without the vulnerability? It's like, well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it makes people uncomfortable because it, you know, it might scare them to touch that part of themselves that you know, they don't know what's going to happen. We can't always control it or how the people are going to respond. But yeah, with in terms of the containers that I hold 100%, it's really about um, it's okay however you feel. So when we do a check-in, if you don't feel good, don't say you feel good. Like be authentic with what you're experiencing in that moment. And if you don't want to share, then that's okay too. But it's, um, I feel like we live, you know, we live in a world where we're social creatures. We've learned to uh, mold ourselves in a way that will please others in a way that will create this social sense of ease where we can flow through things without having to go too deep. But a lot of us are hurting and that can get really lonely. And a lot of the people I work with, they are empaths, they're seekers, and they, you know, they have these mystical experiences that they don't know how to explain. And it's hard for other people to hear because maybe they're not ready to go there. That's not their belief system. So having a space where they can talk about those things and they can be nurtured in that way and discover more, then it's so, yeah, it's so nourishing to have that. It's just like a part of us gets to be free and it's like a breath of fresh air. Oh, without a doubt. I I grew up very Catholic. My dad was a Jesuit for eight years. My mom wanted to be a nun. And so (laughs) it was like the most Catholic upbringing ever. But Mm -hmm. as I... I mean, I still embrace my faith, but in parts of it, my mom calls me a cafeteria Catholic where I go through, yeah, no to that. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm just learning to embrace so much. There's so much more and there's just the vastness of the universe. And, and um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the whole, sh- your shamanic role. So, you know, when I first started in to this podcast and healing work, like shaman would come up and I, I had a whole different vision of, I mean, just think of, I guess for me, like societal definition. So can you just kind of talk to us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, absolutely. I also want to comment. I love cafeteria Catholic. It's <laughs> great. And I think, um, I think it's what it's all about. Yes. And no, it's discerning what it means to you. So I think spirituality is such a personal experience and, and place to discover and uh, yeah, I really believe that it's not for me to tell anybody else. It's for them to explore what it is for them. Um, and so, and shaman or shamanism, it, it can feel like a loaded word because we have this particular idea of what it means, um, or we get maybe we get an image of our mind of a drum and don't really know what it is beyond that. Um, for me, it was, I went into uh, a kind of, I'll say I'll share a little bit of my backstory and how I kind of dove into it, if that's okay. Sure. Um, yeah, cool. So I went, I needed to heal my own self because I was going through severe depression and just going down this deep rabbit hole of all of the things that are painful on the planet between people and animals and the land. And there's just this ache in me. I went out through all of these documentaries, <laughs> just got more and more heartbroken. And, um, I just needed to heal. So I went to Peru. I worked with ayahuasca, with plant medicines and with the shamans that, that, that are there that have worked with these beautiful plants for thousands of years in their lineage. And 
that experience woke me up to another world, woke me up to a world of spirit because I didn't have a lot of mystical experiences in my life. I just, you know, was going about my business until I needed to heal. And working with that plant, uh, a lot of the people speak to the plants about it as if it is an intelligent being. And that that was my experience. It's like a relationship with the spirit of that plant. And it opened me up to this world of, of light, of consciousness, of energy, of, you know, the earth and the cosmos. It's just it's so profound and so vivid and, you know, feels very real, like you and I talking here today. And with that, I came home to Calgary, Alberta, Canada, talking about these experiences of this giant woman made of light touched my face and I was washed in love and people just looked at me like I had three heads like I don't I can't relate to this <laughs> um, and so it, it got lonely and so I I needed to um, find a way to connect with others like me but also to go deeper into understanding these or experiencing more of what I touch with ayahuasca and so I went into uh, train in shamanic Chinese medicine and with that, we learned how to connect with the subtle world. So it was like ayahuasca showed me a door into what is available of what another world that exists. And so I spent the next seven years learning how to step through that door on my own, how to feel the energy, how to work with spirit, how to work with things uh, like spirit guides and um, the spirit in my body and within animals, within the lands and use that for healing as well as a greater sense of connection with this amazing existence of life. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, that was my path and how that plays out. It's, it's working with energy, working with mind, working with spirit to bring about healing, um, especially through a soul level. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. You saw me beaming the whole time. Like, and you were talking, <laughs> this is all, radiating with me and only mm. because it's also new with me and yesterday I I had to work like the job that pays my bills and I was coming down some steps and there's we live on Hilton Head Island and there's these live oaks that are massive and so glorious and so beautiful and have been here forever and I was just coming down the stairs and I stopped dead in my tracks because there was massive live oak in front of me and I just stopped and I said oh, hi, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> and I said, thank you. Um, if you could just radiate a little bit of your strength into me because you're so mm. strong and I just feel it coming from you. And I said, thank you so much. And then I carried on and went on, but I never would have done that a year ago or, but I'm learning to just stop and appreciate that energy when I just, like, I sense it. Mm. Beautiful. I love that. That's what it's all about. It's like, it's awakening to this life, this, and being able to sense and feel that and just giving yourself permission to stop and be like, Hey, <laughs> could you share that with me? Or can we talk? That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's what it was like for me a lot. When I came home from Peru, I was just hugging trees and feeling wind as, you know, musical notes. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's just an incredible world that we, we live in. And um, there's someone, a um, mentor I liked, I follow a lot in my earlier days, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. And he talks a lot about being present and just being present to this moment. And I thought it was funny. People were, would say, oh, this is so psychedelic. And so he said, well, I eventually just 
I took some psychedelics because everyone kept saying it was like this and nothing happened. And I <laughs> thought he was just be in that world all the time. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, it's when, when our, when our mind, uh, I think it's like when the ego quiets down and the beliefs of what is and what is and the sense of separation softens, we open up to this magic, this energy and aliveness all around us. Oh, for sure. Is, is Eckhart Tolle the power of now? Yeah, hundred yes. percent. Yeah, that was the yeah. very, very first book that shifted everything for me. That was me the one that I said, mm-hmm. okay, like I can't see light, life diff- I, I, the same now. Like I, I see it through a different lens. Yeah, um, yeah. I live my life in the now. Um, And I even get, and I don't know about you, but I'll be sitting up, you know, on the beach and just having a moment. And then my eyes well with tears because Mm -hmm. I get so emotional for, and I say for no reason, but I not, I know it's not for no reason, but to the outside world, it's for no reason (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. because I just feel this overwhelming sense of gratitude and, and love and joy. And yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> it's just sometimes I will I'll look at mountains when we drive into the mountains. We, are, we have about an hour and a half away and I see them and I just start crying because it's so beautiful. And uh, when I, I feel like life and the universe and consciousness, like this, this whole thing is so incredible and profound and the bigness of it. The only way that my body and my spirit knows how to respond most of the time is through tears. It's like, I, that's just so incredible. I need to cycle some of this through my system yes. by releasing water from my eyes. <laughs> yes, it's so true though. Like it just wells up and it's like, okay, it's got to release. So it's going to come out through yeah. these tears. <laughs> yeah, it's such a big thing. It's so beautiful. Um, So it reminds me of when my dad passed away uh, two years ago. He was in his 90s. So he was, you know, he lived a good life. And having witnessed, I didn't see him come into the world, but having witnessed him complete his cycle of this life in the world and his feel his spirit move on into the light, there is just so much love in my heart. It was just so big. And the bigness of it was so profound that all I could do was cry and breathe because I, I just was blown away by how, how incredible it is to be alive and to be here with each other. It's just unbelievable. Yes. And isn't it amazing to be able to reach that point, even after the trauma? I mean, you said you've had trauma in your life and, and mm-hmm. even being on a physical healing journey and me too. Like, I know, uh, well, again, I'm going to go down a different path for just a second, but I'll put like posts out on social media of me smiling and having a blast and playing pickleball and being on the beach. Um, and so everybody thinks, oh, she's in such a great place. But physically, like I'm struggling, right? And I'm hurting. But I just try to say, all right, my body's going through this thing, but you can still be in this amazing place of joyousness and love, even though you're struggling. Yeah, that's beautiful. It is. It's it's like being able to hold both at the same time, to be able to feel the pain and the joy together. And knowing that they don't need to be separated. It's this integration of light and dark, this duality of life. It's there's, there's so much beauty and joy and pleasure, but there's almost also so much suffering like within us and around us, but can we witness both? Can we be witness to both? 
Yes. I, I feel like it's, that's where we really open up and integrate more and more. Right. Beautiful, beautiful yes. visual that you just painted. Yes, very much so. Mm. So, um, yeah. Anything that you, anywhere you wanted to steer this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so caught up in all the beauty of this conversation and soul sister connection. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I just, I love, um, I love being able to connect in this way. And when you're talking about kind of uh, the body and and the joy as well, like the pain and the pleasure is kind of where it, it brings to mind for me. And I feel like we're in this um, place, like individually and collectively of trying to figure out how to regulate all of that, like how to heal the trauma. Because I feel like, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of us came to face our own shadows or were sat with our own shadows and maybe didn't know how to deal with them because who knows until you learn. <laughs> Um, but I feel like we're going through this, this kind of global transition in the world of, can we witness both the pleasure and the pain? Can we allow the shadow to be there? Can we sit in vulnerability with it? And I think it's how we navigate this, these next times that are, are so, um, so gentle and delicate and profound and challenging all at the same time. So there's like, there's this emergence of another part of us that wants to be recognized and healed and integrated. Yes. I love what you just said about sit in vulnerability with that darkness, because that's a scary prospect, right? To think about totally no knowing that we're allowing our vulnerability in the moment, but, but we, that's where we learn. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. To something that um, we uh, went over in my breathwork training is talking about the window of tolerance. So can you be in that uncomfortable place just a little bit longer, like that place where you want to get up and go? Can you just sit in that a little bit more and see what happens? And as long as you have curiosity where a part of you is curious, like, well, I wonder what would happen on the other side of this discomfort, then it's good. Then you're in that place of you know, going a little deeper, a little deeper. If it's not, if you're no longer curious, then you're outside the window of tolerance, step back. But I think it's a really helpful tool. Like, okay, can I sit with this a little more? What would happen if I just kept breathing? If I just breathed a little more, if I just meditated a little more, what would happen that it's, it's, yeah, it's fun to find out. (laughs) Yes. And, And again, I smile big because I've had a fear of open spaces develop. I thought it was related to to true traumatic events where I was involved in bank robberies and trapped in an open space with armed gunmen. And so I kept going back to that. And then I finally was like, you know, we just have been doing so much healing work on this. Let's just let's just not try to label it and see what's going on. So we eventually figured it out in EMDR, what, what was happening, which I've talked about on past episodes. But so I've been challenging myself in. Uh, these wide open spaces of the beach to just do exactly what you just said, be curious about it. And I love what you just said about like, be curious about like what, what would be on the other side? Like what would happen if I made it through this uncomfortable moment, where would I be? And so I took a walk the other day with, with Sammy, our Labrador and said, all right, let's go out for a walk. And there's a pier And I never go beyond the pier because that's my safety that I can dive under, right? And so I thought, 
no, we're going to take 10 steps beyond the pier. And I took 10 steps and then I stopped and stood there and turned around and said, all right, let's take 10 more and see what happens. And so I just kept going and kept going. I got to about 30 and then I was like, mm, yep, no longer curious <laughs> and ran back to the pier. <laughs> yeah, you reached your threshold. It's good to listen to that. <laughs> But it's Good so works. You. It's awesome. It is. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's what it's all about. It's just, can I just push a little bit more? And it's not, it doesn't have to be really scary. It doesn't have to be really painful right. to move beyond those. It's just, can I do a little bit more? How's, how's 10 more steps? Like that's so, it's so powerful. I found that with my breath too. And I'm doing this style of breath work um, now where it's it's uh, like a circular style of breath work. They developed it in the 60s when they legalized LSD. And there was this therapist who was working with people and um, psychedelics. And he realized, oh, altered states of consciousness is really beneficial for helping people to heal trauma. And so he developed this breath work exercise to induce this uh, altered state of consciousness. And so it's a circular breathing technique. And um, as I, and it basically, it, it, knocks down your protective barriers so that you can witness and feel and release the the trauma and the pain inside you. And it also brings you into these mystical experiences where this really profound healing and uh, like awakening kind of experience can happen. So I was doing this circular breath work and I was feeling like, I can't breathe. No, I, I can't breathe. I just, I can't right now. And then was, my mind would be like, well, is that true? Let's just try it. What would happen if you just took a couple more breaths? And <laughs> just, I just, I kept going and it was uncomfortable, but there was still curiosity there. And on the other side of that was just, you know, releasing just so much emotional release. And then on the other side of that was this, um, this connection with my spirit guides, with my spirit, with, mother earth and this this feeling of reunion and healing with all of that and it's it's just step by step can i move past this shadow can i move past this fear and i found that again and again and again there's always a, a gift on the other side there's always uh, more freedom another part of ourselves that we get to find there another part of life is just it's the most rewarding work that i've ever done is just continue stepping through those places that are uncomfortable or even scary or dark or whatever they might feel like. Wow. Like huge, cute kudos to you for doing it. Because I just think like, I instantly go to, Oh, I would totally freak out and be like, I can't do it. But I mean, just <laughs> what courage. Um, and, and just, that's amazing. So yeah. Oh, thank you. You too. You too. It takes, it takes courage to step forward when you're scared. Like there wouldn't be courage if there wasn't fear. <laughs> true, true. That's so very true. <laughs> so anything else that you wanted to touch upon before we close out for today? Oh, I'm just, I'm really, I'm just really happy to get to talk about healing. And I feel like, um, I feel like for anyone else who's going through their healing journey, just to know that they do have those answers inside them, that that healing is available to them. And the body is intelligent. It does know how to heal. Just as we learn how to listen to it and listen to our heart, then things start opening up more and more. And there's, it's always possible to heal. It's always possible to get unstuck. It's always possible to, to sense and feel and open up to something more and answer and that calling that a lot of people feel. I think a lot of people are feeling called to do something more, live in a different way, but they don't know what that is. Um, 
that that part of them a part of them does it's just about learning how to access that yeah yes i agree <laughs> so um, well i call this my soul work but mm. I just i just feel it like this is where I just feel overwhelmed with joy connecting with beautiful souls like yourself. And um, yeah, it is. It's, it's just a, it was a calling. So absolutely. That's beautiful. It's Thanks. so beautiful to be in that flow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Me too. It's like, this is why I'm here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So how do, how do people connect with you, get in touch with you? Yeah. They can find me on uh, my website is mindbodyfree.com. Um, so there you can book a free discovery call to see if, you know, if they would like to explore more of healing and awakening and answering that call for them. Um, there's also some free resources on there where they can find like healing journeys and ways to connect with their heart. Um, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook at you are mind body free. And, um, my podcast is also mind body free. So pretty much yeah, that's where. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll put I'll put links and show notes to everybody so you can find all of that. And um, well, this has just been such a joy and a pleasure to meet you and soul connect with you. So <laughs> thank you so much, Terry. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure. <laughs> all right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. Hey, everybody, Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows. Um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing and hope. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.